Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers. Hook them up. 1019 AM 1260. The Horn. I woke up to the morning sky first. Baby blue just like we <laughs> Yes, sir. And yes, ma'am. You had better. Wake them up. Get them up. Get them going this Friday. On hook them up with Ian Rod B. Rod B, what does that make it? That makes it a freak flag, feel good, fake it till you make it. Ric Flair, woo! One of the last football Fridays edition of Hook Em Up with Ian Rod B. Yeah, football season never ends here, but yes, the football games are dwindling by the weekend without a doubt. We've got uh, Senior Bowl and Pro Bowl and some football this weekend. Also, of course, the Big Bowl. The Super Bowl is a week from Sunday. We'll continue to talk about uh, Super Bowl 58 and drill down more coaching developments in the NFL yesterday. Obviously, a major one including the Dallas Cowboys. We'll get you the very latest on the coaching carousel. Law Texas Longhorns also taking a pretty big loss in their front office. We'll get you details there for Steve Sarkeesian and the Horns. Also, uh, big developments in basketball, uh, big trade in baseball. Longhorn baseball team, as a matter of fact, opens up their uh, campaign tomorrow with the alumni game. We'll preview that over at Dish Falk Field uh, for David Pierce and the Horns. Texas basketball on the road this weekend. Texas women pick up a huge win last night. So we got a lot to do. It's going to be a busy Friday, and we appreciate you being there on this 2nd of uh, February, Grog- Groundhog Day. Ooh. Up in uh, Pennsylvania, I guess, was where they're doing that, Groundhog Day. Punxsutawney uh, Phil. Punxsutawney Phil. Oh, yeah. Got to love that. All right, when's that happening? Right now, it's right now. Right now? It's at 6 o'clock here. It's 7 o'clock in in Philadelphia. There'll be some breaking news here pretty shortly. (laughs) I was just watching some coverage. They're having, like, a big party and music and festivities up there to get ready for Punxsutawney Phil. Let me know if he sees his shadow. That means – I don't know. (laughs) Don't confuse me. Too early. I know, I don't have Too early. I was like, I know know it's one of you sees the shadow. It's pretty coming earlier. Too early. I have no idea, but I know, yeah. Too I'm, early I'm, for I'm me aware to of the figure tradition. that out. I know it's a big deal, and I love the movie. Yeah, exactly. The movie is phenomenal. There Thank you, you very much. No doubt about that. As we get this ring rolling on uh, this Friday morning, we appreciate you being there as well. We will get you all that breaking news and all the breaks throughout the course of our five-hour uh, morning-by-morning conversation on this Friday. We're uh, appreciative if you find us on 101.9 FM, also maybe AM 1260. We'll get to the headlines here in a second. Yep. AM 1260. Also, always, always on the Horn app. And at hornfm.com, mm. uh, Ty is already pushing buttons. Oh, back Ty's there. ready. Oh, Ty's ready. It's Friday. So before we even get started, before Ty gets started, let me give a shout out <laughs> to those who serve. We do it each and every morning. We are proud to do it, happy to do it. We don't say thank you enough to those who serve the teachers, the nurses, the first responders, uh, the officers of the law, all the professions, all the people. We can't name all of you, but uh, let you know that we appreciate you top of mind each and every morning because our society is built on the selflessness of service. So all y'all who are up early with us, we appreciate you. That's exactly right. <laughs> Uh, thank you so very much as we get this thing rolling on a Friday morning. Be careful uh, out there because I passed up a wreck. Oh, did also you be really? Careful. Yeah, passed up a wreck. So just Where just, was that? Uh, coming coming east? Yeah, yeah. So just be careful because roads are slick. Because oh. even I, uh, I, I spent out a little bit. It's slick and it's Kind of misty? Yes, it's misty, it's slick, and it's foggy out there. So just be careful. Just take your time. It's Friday. Yeah, well, take your time. We'll help get you there. Lock it in and uh, uh, on the Horn app, hornfm.com, 1019 AM, 1260, wherever you're listening to us this morning as we get you into your weekend. It's going to be a good one for sure. Uh, not, not as much football as we're used to, but, you know, we'll get used to it. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out. But uh, Cowboys need a defensive coordinator. Steve Sarkeesian needs a new uh, front 
front office uh, leader. We'll get to the details there. Uh, we appreciate your messages as well. You can always participate in the conversation at 512-447-3776. Uh, already several messages in here this morning. By the way, if he sees his shadow, six more weeks of winter. There you if go. If he sees the shadow. So it's bad to see the shadow. You don't want him to see the shadow. How do we know if he sees it or not? Well, who determines that? And then I think he scurries back in his hole or something. Like he's, he's afraid he, of it. I don't know. What happens when he sees a shadow? I don't know. Is Never understood this. All the way back to when I'm a kid. I mean, it's like, like what do you mean? Cause we, yeah. How do you know if he sees a shadow or not? Who determines <laughs> that? It's a, it's a, it's a groundhog. <laughs> That's a great. That actually is a question I don't think anybody's ever asked, and I don't know. I don't know. I don't answer. get that. Yeah. Hey, man. Hey. It's okay. We don't, you know, down here in Texas, we don't really see seasons anyway, so it doesn't matter. It'll be, you know, it'll be winter Latin, you know, one week, and then it'll be feel like fall or spring. Yeah, the next beautiful week. this week, that's, and now it's raining. It's gonna yeah, rain this weekend. That's, that's Texas. That's just Texas. <laughs> you know, we don't do groundhogs in Texas. We do Bucky's. We go to Bucky's <laughs> down here. You know what I mean? Big gas stations is what we Big do. Big gas stations. Massive gas right. stations. Come on now. <laughs> you know how it goes, and yeah, with all kind of stuff you do not need. Yeah. All right. Well, no, that's a, you, you can do your Christmas shopping at Bucky's if you need no, to. No, people love it. It's like now, like it's it's going to like uh, I got a pop culture status now. People come into Texas like, oh, I got to find a Bucky's, and I'm like, that, this look at advertising right? works. When people come in from out of town, yeah, people they want to go to these Bucky's because they, I mean, I guess they don't have though. I mean, who has gas stations? Nobody that big and anyway <laughs> with all that kind of stuff, they don't. So I mean, they hear they see it on social media because I don't know. I don't think I see Bucky's commercials either. I think just. Like people kind of advertise, people advertise it via social media when they go to Bucky's and stuff. It's weird. <laughs> the obsession with Bucky's, I do not get. I do not understand it. I do not. I do not get it. My brother got a lot of Bucky stuff. He's going to be like, "Oh, let me stop in this Bucky's." I'm like, "Do you need to stop in the Bucky's? Do you need gas? Why are you stopping at Bucky's? What's the reason?" And how, no matter what time of day or night you stop at any Bucky's, as massive as they are, and as many gas pumps as they are, all the gas pumps are full. How is that possible? At one point, I thought, I was like, there's no way they're going to the field of gas pump. And, and surely enough, you're right. One day you'll drive by there, and they're all full. And you're like, wow, didn't think that could happen. They, they do have really clean bathrooms. So I've, that's, I'm a, bath, oh, bathrooms I'm a big great. bathroom guy. you got a clean bathroom. Uh, trust me, you, I will be a repeat, uh, repeat customer most of, a lot of the time oh, look, with I, clean I'm, bathroom. I, I admire restaurants. I admire all places with clean bathrooms. Good for you. Takes, it's, it's a pride thing. Yeah, you get your own. You get, you get some privacy, and they're clean. And you they're know clean? what I'm saying? Oh man, clean bathroom! I'm telling you, it goes a long way. I have actually crossed out restaurants off my list because I go to the bathroom like, oh no, bathroom too dirty. Gotta get out of here. Exactly. I can't imagine how other place. The ba- if the bathroom is clean, I imagine everything is clean. That's exactly right. You know what I mean? If everything- the bathroom is filthy, you will assume everything is filthy. That's just kind of the way that operates. <laughs> my mind wonders. With the bathroom oh, 100 percent. Well, yeah. Well, the, the mystery of Bucky's, but you know, once you're in a Bucky's, it's great. I mean, really, oh, yeah. bathrooms are clean. The bathrooms are clean. Fresh that, food. Well, that says a lot. Healthy you know, options too in there. You can do some Christmas shopping while you're there. So it really props. is good. Yeah. Bucky, Bucky what do you call them? The Bucky balls, Bucky bites, Bucky balls. I don't even. What is this? I don't know. There's a little delicacy. <laughs> What's a new thing? Yo, what, they got all kind of stuff. I don't know. I, I, no, they got these little uh, Bucky nuggets. I guess they're. Are they, I don't even is know it they, sweet? Is it like a pastry or something? I don't remember. See? I just heard people no, like just, these things. I can't even tell you what they are. Because I don't do that. That's not my realm, but I know people love it. Stay yeah. in your lane. Stay in your lane. Get the Bucky's. Uh, yeah, so how are the gas tank, gas pumps all full every single is, time? Is gas cheaper at Bucky's because of all the No. 
<laughs> gas is gas. You know what I'm saying? Gas is gas. Uh, but, yes, it is uh, quite the operation at Bucky's. I'm sure uh, what? You know, that's how a Friday begins. It's a football Friday. Be careful out there, as Rod said. He saw a little bit of an accident. Yeah. So uh, uh, slick streets and roads, misty and foggy this morning to get up and uh, greet your Friday morning, 2nd February. Let's get to the headlines, top stories. There are a ton of them from all uh, the sports of play. Let's get to uh, the top news of a Friday. Top Gun Reynolds and Lawn Equipment bring you the top stories. And we'll start with Texas basketball and a huge win for the Texas women last night on the road in Waco. The fabulous freshman Madison Booker scored 22 points. Aaliyah Moore added 19 as the 12th-ranked Horns pulled away from 13th-ranked Baylor in the fourth quarter during a 67-55 win. Longhorns improved to 20 and three overall, seven and three in Big 12 play, and despite several injuries and kind of kind of dragging a little bit into the late of the season, it avenges a late December loss to the Bears in Austin and for a fired-up head coach Vic Schaefer. Like these kids are what they're going through dealing with. Deanna Gaston, not not 60%. She's not ready. Tried to give us some help. Did tonight. Madison Booker ain't practiced in five days. I mean, unbelievable. That kid's a monster. If that ain't the best freshman in the country, I don't know who is. For what she's having to do for our team, run the team, run the points, score, assist, defend. The kid's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, he also compared it to another 35 freshman that played at Austin. Of course, that was Kevin Durant back in the day, but the Longhorns with a big win. Texas football, big departure for Steve Sarkeesian and his Longhorns. After three years on the 40 Acres, Texas Director of Player Personnel, Billy Glasscock is leaving Austin to take over as the general manager at Ole Miss. Glasscock served an important role in coordinating the recruitment of high school and transport portal prospects in concert with their support staff here at Texas. Over the past three seasons, the Longhorns have signed three, stop, three straight top five recruiting classes, just landed the second-ranked transfer portal class in average ranking. In the NFL, big departure for the Cowboys as well. After three years at the helm of a top-five defense for Dallas, Dan Quinn has been named the new head coach of the Washington Commanders, filling the eighth and final vacancy. So now the Cowboys have to face Quinn twice a year in division. Reports abound this morning that UCLA head coach Chip Kelly may be joining Quinn in Washington as his offensive coordinator. Remains to be seen which assistance Quinn will take with him on the defensive side from Dallas and whether Dallas looks outside the organization or promotes someone from within to run the defense. For Mike McCarthy, we'll keep an eye on that. The Vegas Raiders, by the way, according to multiple reports, are expected to hire former Arizona Cardinals and Texas Tech head coach Cliff Kingsbury to be their new offensive coordinator. Big day in high school sports as well. University Interscholastic League released its new district realignments and alignments for the 2024 through 2026 athletic seasons. Big developments include 26-6A being shrunk down to a seven-team district that includes Austin High, Westlake, Lake Travis, Bowie, Aikens, Dripping Springs, and Del Valley. Buta Johnson, meanwhile, moves south into District 29-6A. That will now be in a district with Cibolo Steel, Comal Canyon, Converse Judson, San Antonio East Central, Shirts Clements, and San Marcos. Austin Anderson, meanwhile, drops out of that district, and they're going to join uh, along with Pflugerville Weiss into the 5A level. They've been placed in a district 12-5A, in a district of the future, plenty of travel. How about this district? Austin Anderson, Pflugerville Weiss, Pflugerville Hendrickson, Bastrop Cedar Creek, Buda Hayes, Kyle Lehman, Lockhart, College Station, and AM Consolidated, all in District 125A. Also, fast growing Hutto moves into now District uh, 19, District 25, 6A, along with Vandergriff, Vista Ridge, Maynard, Round Rock, McNeil, Stony Point, Westwood, and Cedar Ridge. Got all that? In the NBA, Houston Rockets have acquired Memphis Grizzlies center Stephen Adams in a trade that includes guard uh, Victor Oladipo and three second round picks and a blockbuster trade in baseball as well. Baltimore Orioles have acquired right handed starting pitcher Corbin Burns from the Milwaukee Brewers for a pair of top prospects and the 34th pick in the 2024 draft. Horn headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. A new year and a new store. Come see our new beauty location at 200 Trademark Drive to rent, buy, or repair any construction and lawn equipment you need. Topgun.net, we'll shoot you straight.
All right, so it's officially done, the head coaching carousel in the NFL with Dan Quinn getting the job. Uh, and it was trending that way yesterday. We talked about it. of all the final candidates, he was easily the most uh, accomplished and had the, uh, the I think all, all those top candidates, the, final, the finalists for that job. Uh, he was the most recognizable name and probably made the most sense. And when you look at it, Washington, I mean, you get the number two overall pick. You got the most cap space in the league. Uh, this offseason, so they can spend a lot of money uh, in free agency to help build that Dan Quinn defense because I think it, it they're very specific athletes. He likes he likes hybrids. He likes some guys with most business. Hell, he'll probably go um, and probably poach a lot of the Dallas Cowboys free agents on defense. I don't I haven't looked at the list of guys who are free agents. On yeah, defense. coaches always like to bring guys that already know yeah. their defense and they know well. Yep, he's know the, the yeah, scheme. Yeah, and Dan Quinn did that actually when he got to Dallas. Yes, he did. He brought some of his guys in, so I'm sure he's going to do that with some Dallas free agents. That's expected. Uh, and like I said, he got the mo- second most cap space. He got the number two overall pick. It's not a bad place to start building. It's going to be interesting to see. I, I haven't seen it. Maybe it's already been announced. I, I'm not sure if, it, if, if he has an offensive coordinator uh, pick in mind that's trending. Like I said yesterday, he's done a really good job, actually, picking OCs. Now, we don't have a huge sample size. He only had one head coaching job. But he did hire Kyle Shanahan, and he did hire Steve Sarkeesian. It's pretty damn good. Well, <laughs> and the reports are it's – the reports are that it uh, Chip Kelly. That's you know what that makes a lot of sense with Dan Quinn, and it, that, that is, yeah that is a, that is a, so that's such a Dan Quinn move, and it, that kind of goes into another uh, conversation we can get into later about the college coaches, you know, uh, going to the NFL. <laughs> um, you saw Jeff Halfley, the Boston College head coach, hit, go to the NFL. Uh, there are some more details about why he went. I think there was it's more specific now. Apparently, some sources, which I'm sure are close to him, have uh, indicated that it's uh, something specific. Not you know, we talked about NIL transfer report, all the different things, but he something specific that uh, he may have grown tiresome of as a head coach. We'll get into that later. But getting back to the Dan Quinn thing. That's a good – that Chip Kelly thing makes sense. And there's been a lot of talk that Chip Kelly and his AD are not on the same page and that he interviewed multiple times with multiple teams. Yeah, he was trying to get out of UCLA. Obviously, yeah. they're moving to the Big Ten. Uh, there's – you know, if you read back – read about UCLA, they're they're big time in the red. They're in debt as an athletic department in a big way. I don't know if that has anything to do with him. Also, maybe they're but, divesting of sports a little yes, bit. Yes, and it's mm-hmm. – uh, and look, I mean, we see you know, everybody has their own reasons, but uh, you know, Chip Kelly is a, is has been in the NFL before as a head coach, but uh, to be an offensive coordinator, it pays pretty well. And oh, you, yeah. you get to, they're going to pick they have the second pick in the draft in Washington, so Chip yep. Kelly will be a part of that evaluation of which quarterback they take. That's exactly right. I mean, you wonder if that leads to a Jalen Daniels uh, with LSU with his skill set and Chip Kelly's you know background as a coach. Uh, likes a quarterback with some legs uh, that can run a little bit, also athletic, which he is. But we'll see. I mean, that leads to, to compelling storylines. Because you know. yeah, the Raiders, uh, that one of the interview, uh, Ian Rappaport reported before, I guess now Chip, uh, sorry, Cliff Kingsbury may be trending for the Raiders too. Is that yeah, that's what I just mentioned in the headline, uh, the of, e- among all the headlines. Yes, he, uh, <laughs> that, that Chip, that uh, King Cliff Kingsbury is going to be the new OC in, in Vegas for, for Antonio Pierce. Uh, um, the Raiders uh, interviewed – Chip Kelly at least twice uh, for their vacant OC job under Antonio Pierce, reports in rap report, rap sheet. Well, and then there's the report that. uh, But he ultimately, obviously, Cliff Kingsbury is going to be the guy. But just to show you that, hey, oh sure, they were looking. He's been looking for a while, and the 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 word is like you said, there's some issues with the administration, athletic department, and him him and the AD. I think the the rumor is that the AD was trying to get money together to get him ousted. 
and he found out, and the chancellor, and then there was a power struggle. And, oh, jeez. Yeah, that kind of thing. Oh, maybe man. Chip Kelly didn't want to do it. Makes your head spin all these coaching moves for sure. Yeah. I would also say that, uh, you know, the second-to-last coaching uh, vacancy to be filled was in Seattle when they hired Mike McDonald away from Baltimore, the Baltimore defensive coordinator. Now it was reported he wants to hire former Washington offensive coordinator Ryan Grubb, yeah. who had just moved to Alabama yep. with uh, Kalen DeBoer. And that leads people in Seattle to wonder if Mike McDonald and Ryan Grubb are going to draft Michael Penix in the middle of the first round because Ryan Grubb just coached Michael Penix for two yeah. years at, uh, at Washington. And, you know, Penix is at the Senior Bowl right now. Everybody connecting these dots. Uh, that would make some sense, too. If you're Michael, Mike, Mike McDonald, you're going to run the defense in Seattle. Mm-hmm. You, you bring in a, a Ryan Grubb who's seen as a, you know, a young rising offensive coordinator, offensive mind. And then you have a pick in the middle of the first round where most people expect Michael Penix to be drafted. If you do that, I mean, that would show – I mean, honestly, I guess it would show you a lot about the respect that Mike McDonald has for that offense because I know he would have studied it well because he's got connections to it through Jesse Minter. Yes. And I'm sure – you know, Michigan just played them in the national. Michigan just played them. They yeah. just scouted them, right? Did a lot of scouting and research on them. So I'm sure he talked to them about it and – I guess he thought about that offense and thought, hey, man, this is one of the more – I thought it's one of the most sophisticated passing games in, in college football, and hell, now maybe all of football. Yeah, well, we'll see. So, yeah, the man, it's moving fast as far as that goes. Uh, eight jobs open, eight jobs filled now, and now it's about coordinators. Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel, um, wow. Pete Carroll, all without work yeah. at this point as far as head coaching jobs. Don't look like any of those guys will take a coordinator job. I just don't. No. I haven't heard it, and it, it ain't been reported, so I think they're just going to sit out this coaching cycle. Well, that, that leads you back to what the Cowboys will do to replace Dan Quinn. A lot of talk it will be from within. Uh, and or Ron Rivera uh, is a name that's been mentioned. People have talked about Mike Vrabel. Would he come back as a defensive coordinator? Mike Zimmer's come up. Mike Zimmer's name at 67 years old has been mentioned yeah. as an opportunity. I mean, younger than Bill Belichick. Uh, but, yes, I mean, a lot of names. We'll see which way Jerry – and how much – I mean, literally how much say do you think Mike McCarthy will even have? on who the new defensive coordinator is. I mean, he should. He should. In a real world, I, he, the coach should have a huge I'm say. Percentage, I'm probably going to go his input will be worth about 20 25%. That's pretty good. It's not bad. I mean, usually head coach is closer to 50, closer to 50 or, or higher in terms of who my D.C. was going to be with the way we play football. But I think, unfortunately, like you've talked about, chain of command. Chain of command. It doesn't, it doesn't always kind of work. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. we'll take your, your pulse of that, Cowboys fans. Who do you want? Someone from within. Uh, we've heard the name Joe Witt Jr. Um, also, who could be promoted. He was the you know, assistant secondary coach. Yeah. Al Harris is on that defensive staff right now. That's a popular name. Uh, but, you know, the problem is if you don't promote those guys, Dan Quinn might come get them and bring them with him um, you know, to Washington to, to be a part of his defensive staff. Uh, I can see that. Uh, so we'll see where and this – And whoever you bring as a D.C. is probably going to want to bring in their people anyway. 100%. I mean, that's the thing about bringing a D- that, that, that If that doesn't happen and Jerry starts, which the Cowboys have done before, so it's piecemealing the staff together before they hire the D.C., that could be problematic. Yeah. I mean, you know – If it doesn't fit. And, and, and we'll see where it goes. But as you, we've talked about, you've certainly – uh, walk people through this. Dan Quinn has a very specific style of defense he likes to play, and he's he brought personnel to that. Yes. And so you almost are forced, not forced, I mean, it would be in your best interest if you, if you are, as Jerry Jones said this week at the Senior Bowl, all in for 2024. Mm-hmm. You probably want to bring someone who runs a similar defense Agreed. instead of trying to bring in someone with a different style who then needs different personnel, different types of uh, players exactly uh, right. because you can't do that in one offseason, especially when you're already in cap issues. You need some consistency with your defensive scheme uh, that's kind of a Dan Quinn disciple would probably make the most sense. 
I'm with in, you. In the short term. Yes, while you kind of transition with that defense instead of bringing in somebody who's going to need totally different elements and pieces to construct their style of defense. And I think Dan Quinn runs a really modern defense. I mean, he, he likes a lot of three safeties. That's unusual. That's unique. And big safeties at that. <clears throat> yes, he wants hybrids. He can move around and put into the front. Uh, he plays a lot of sub packages. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of Cowboys fans don't like that. Uh, <laughs> but I think that this year it was even more extreme because of the, the loss at linebacker and all the injuries at linebacker. But usually he likes – he wants his linebackers on the field, but he does, he does like a fresh – uh, you know, sub package that's nickel personnel, dime personnel a lot. And he does a lot of twists and stunts on the defensive front, tons of twists and stunts on the defensive front. I mean, one of the top five in the NFL twist stunts in games. Um, and they like a lot of pre-snap shell disguise with their back seven among the top five in the league. That's a, so that's a, that's a lot of different elements, but his defense is all about distortion and deception. And that's why he forced a lot of turnovers because it's quarterbacks not being able to read uh, the box count properly to t- determine if it's an RPO. That's why it's uh, it's really good at – you go look at it, play a lot of man coverage, um, but they get to the quarterback a lot. Pressure rate always among the top five. That's because of the twists and stunts because they confuse blocking schemes, confusing the O-line, their blocking schemes, confusing pass protection, also confusing the quarterbacks. The only problem with the Dan Quinn scheme, I believe, is that yeah, I think it is vulnerable to power football. Um Every scheme's gonna have a vulnerability. You ain't gonna be able to defend every damn thing all the time. I mean, that's hell, even the 49ers, they got all pros all over the damn defense at every level, and you can still run on the edge on them <laughs> at six yards a pop. All right, that's just you can't stop everything. So they'll be like, oh man, you can run power on them. You can do something on every defense in the league. I mean, go look at that Ravens defense. What happened to it? That was the best defense in the league, one of the best defenses of all time. And it still was good, but Patrick Mahomes found a way to make some plays on it. Couldn't cover a tight end. <laughs> Could cover an all-time great tight end with chemistry. I mean, every defense is going to have a vulnerability. So I think power football, that's why he tried. He drafted Mozzie Smith, right? He was drafting linebackers. He understood that. He needs to have an antidote for that. Remember they picked up Jonathan Hankins? He knows that that's where his defense can be exposed. And the Cowboys know it too. Yeah, and they were. <laughs> uh, you know, heavy run teams. I mean, the losses yeah. they had this year were yeah. a lot of times on the ground with uh, Green Bay, obviously, the last one. But, uh, you know, Buffalo ran all over them. Arizona ran all over them this yeah. year. Uh, Detroit, even though they won the game, uh, had a good good day running the football. Uh, so you can't run that run that but run that rock. Yeah. All right. Uh, so Dan Quinn is out. Who do you want if you're a Cowboys fan? Who do they go with? Also, uh, as we said, Chip Kelly likely going to Washington. So if you're if you're Dallas and you're looking at that division, you now have Dan Quinn in the division twice a year as a head coach. You have Kellen Moore in the division as an offensive coordinator in Philadelphia twice a year. Oh yeah. And uh, so obviously those are the teams you need to to keep an eye on most most closely. <laughs> How about familiarity because Chip Kelly was once an Eagles coach. So <laughs> yeah. I mean he was in that division too back in the day. That's a lot of uh, retreads. <laughs> Rolling in. A lot of recycling, retreads in there. But uh, that's going to be interesting. I, I have no idea how the Eagles thing is going to play out. I'll tell you right now with Kellen Moore because I don't know how compatible that is. But we'll see if Kellen Moore can uh, trend, evolve his offense um, into what kind of maybe Nick Sirianni wants. And then the Vic Fangio thing. Vic Fangio being thrust into that division. That's big. I mean, it's one of the best. He's one of the most impactful DCs in the NFL in the last six, seven years or so. Yeah, no question. No yeah, question. Very influential. All right. Uh, meanwhile, the Cowboys running it back with Mike McCarthy. We'll see what they do on the defensive side. And uh, it's, just, it's you know now closed out with eight vacancies, eight, eight jobs filled. And uh, as we say, Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel, some other big names not going to be coaching. And we'll keep you posted as it happens. And Pro Bowl is this weekend. Senior Bowl is tomorrow. So we've got plenty of football, of course. And the Super Bowl is a week from Sunday. We'll dive in there. Speaking of uh, couldn't stop a tight end with the Ravens, I've uh, got some good audio to play coming up with uh, – 
just the greatness of, Ty, of Travis Kelsey and just uh, why he is so great. Yeah. Um, I found some sound from Luke Keekley, you know, the, the Hall of Fame linebacker, oh, yeah. talking about what makes Travis Kelsey so good. Also a former teammate of Travis Kelsey, talking about uh, why he's different than most uh, tight ends. I mean, he's, guys, he, don't, he doesn't he even get compared to tight ends anymore. His statistical comparisons are to, like, Jerry Rice. Yeah. I mean, that's who he's – In the playoff play. Yeah. In, in the playoffs in the postseason well, when the, it matters, that's who his statistical comparison is. That's how productive he's been, guys. I'll he's, play that for you coming back, and then we'll go behind the burn orange curtain. Rod will talk about the, the departure uh, that the Longhorns dealt with yesterday. Director, Texas direct, director of player personnel, Billy Glasscock, leaving Austin. Uh, he's been an important uh, cog in that front office. It's amazing. We're calling uh, at the college level now uh, oh, yeah. general managers. Talked but about that. Yeah. really Ch- what Ch- it is. Chip Kelly's got one. In, yeah. in, what did you say? In title. It yeah. actually says general manager. Not as old Miss. Now Ole Miss does too. Yeah, there you Billy, go. Um, Lane Kiffin not is to hide l- anymore. luring Billy Glasscock away from Austin where yeah. he has uh, been in charge. And, yeah, that's called GM. Why? I mean, why not? That's we, what it is. It's what it is. I need a personnel department. It's, yes, we do. Because we have high school acquisitions. We have, uh, you know, portal acquisitions. We've got to recruit our own players back I all the time. I was the guys are leaving. i got to keep up with the guys yeah. that are leaving and the holes in my and, roster. And, and no head coach can do all of that. There's not, it's not possible. No, uh, not anymore. No, not anymore. Too, not yeah. enough time in the day. Uh, for sure. So, so Rod will take us behind the BOC. We'll get this Travis Kelsey conversation going. We'll talk with you as a Cowboy fan about the defensive side of the ball and what they do. Uh, it's a busy Friday. Be careful out there. As Rod's already said, it's slick and uh, a little foggy as you get up and out on this 2nd of February. We're also watching Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania and uh, <laughs> Groundhog Day. Uh, we'll get the latest there as it breaks. It took him up with Ian Rodby. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, hook him up. 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Friday on The Horn, hook him up with Ian Rod B. Ty Henderson as well, getting you into your weekend. No college or pro football this weekend unless you continue, continue, uh, consider the uh, Pro Bowl football, but it is a flag football game now. Yeah, it's uh, football, it's football-ish. I did see last night they had the um, – the skills challenge is going on. Yeah. I saw Baker Mayfield against C.J. Stroud in a quarterback accuracy competition. Uh, Baker, but go. just on, missed an eyelash. It was like 9-8 to eight like and hitting targets. Good for you, pretty Baker. good. Of course, Eli Manning was coaching Baker, and uh, Peyton Manning was coaching C.J. Okay. You know, as far as that, that, that oh, team. Yeah, they got, then, like, the draft and everything. Yeah, right, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. It's all made game. for TV. It was, it was you know. It's, it's made for the kids. It's actually, like I said, it's a candy cigarette. They're trying to – they've switched their demo. They know people like E. Hogan and myself don't give a damn about the football, and we're not even going to watch it. So now they're just trying to get a younger demo, and that's why they're going with game. Just basically a field day events for with NFL Like, like literally. It's a, and then they yeah, had like – they, they had a, a – a, a segment with the best catch. Yeah. And it was Puka Nakua trying to catch a f- pass while uh, water skiing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, who was it? See? David Njoku tried to do a, like a backflip and catch a ball. I mean, it was. See, he brought some audio. You're like, yeah. hey, but imagine like something from the ch- Chive TV or something. Yeah, it's uh, for the little kids. Yeah, it's playing the younger set, no doubt. Yeah, and that's, I think that's what they've decided. Hey, man, we're not going to convince real, real, you know, experienced football fans. Old school football fans that Pro Bowl is cool. We weren't watching the Pro Bowl when they were actually putting on pads. We stopped no, they watching. Weren't. No, it was, it's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but also yesterday, Jim Harbaugh was introduced as the new head coach oh, of man. the L.A. Chargers. This dude. 
This dude's something else. Man, he is. We got to play some of them cuts. I'll send Toss up. They're just Well, I have gold. one. Let me play this for you. This is, uh, this is Jim Harbaugh yesterday, his debut up. in La La Land. We know La La Land's about uh, entertainment and big stars. and Charisma. And yeah. He's got it in. He's got tons of it. Man. He was something. Let's hear a little bit of Jim Harbaugh about his plan as he comes out to uh, the L.A. Chargers. Hold on one sec. One sec. Yeah. Should I tell him? Yes. Yes. Okay, so uh, I want to I drive my RV out. I want to drive my RV out and, uh, and, and, and go to a trailer park, uh, you know, like down by the water or uh, by Disneyland. There'll be two that I've researched that are close to the facility. And uh, I want to Jim Rockford it for the, uh, for the, for the next uh, couple months until we move to the new facility. That's I have that thought going through my head. <laughs> All right, Jim Harbaugh. I'm going to live in an RV people? down by he's, the river. He's not joking. He, I think he's, he's actually, Clark Griswold. I think he's – people are like – they think his friends like, no, he's kind – this guy did sleep at a recruit's house outside of a recruit's house one time. He is something. He is a wild dude, man. There, there's so many stories now circulating. We can't play them all because they're so lengthy, but – I've been try- I've been bookmarking these Jim Harbaugh stories from all the players, and they are wild. He's just a weird, eccentric guy. And he I really, think, like he really will until they probably find a house, live in the RV. No, I'm serious. He like, and his that, wife. Yeah, no, people think he's joking. Like, yeah, he, he, he's he, it's funny, but he's serious. <laughs> he has he has researched it. He's got a couple here by the. Oh, you heard him at the beginning. Should I tell him? Should I tell him? <laughs> Should I even reveal this? Because you know the, the owner's been like, Jim, no. Jim, we're paying I, you sixteen million dollars a year. I advise you. I advise you. There are hotels, really nice hotels around. You can just sixteen million. We'll a year. book it for you. We'll book you a whole. You know, we'll book you like a suite and everything. But he's like, nah, I think the trailer would work better. I think I like would, my RV. I would, <laughs> he really I would, does. I would it be? I would it be next to my people. You know who would like Bucky's? As we talked about, would be Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh would love Bucky's. That's a great point, Jim Harbaugh. And thanks to all the textures that noticed, let us know they were called Beaver Nuggets. Beaver, beaver nuggets. nuggets. There you yeah, go. Yeah, the, uh, the Bucky's things. And, okay, what are these beaver nuggets again? You're... I don't know. No one told us what it was okay, in, the beaver yeah. nugget. Beaver I don't nugget. know exactly the ingredients I'm of sure a beaver you'll... nugget, but they're kind of world famous. Okay, apparently. you'll get that soon. You'll get that soon. Thank but, you yeah, that. you're, that's a great point, E. He would love Bucky's. Oh, man. Bucky's fits Harbaugh's personality so well. <laughs> Down by be, the river. Oh, man. They might, they might need You know what? That's that would be a natural little But uh, He just said maybe down by Disney somewhere. But That's Clark Griswold right there from uh, Vacation. Yeah. He wants to go live down by, by the uh, the Wally World. I wouldn't be surprised. Didn't um, – who was that? Was it, was it Gardner Minshew that, that, that traveled yep. around? Gardner like Minshew, yeah, quarterback. RV that he used to drive around in like before training camp yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's cool. for real, too. Yeah. Uh, speaking of for real, before we get to behind the burn orange curtain, talk some Texas football. I wanted to play this for you because we were talking about it. Travis Kelsey. Uh, this was also a piece of sound that I found yesterday from uh, what makes Travis Kelsey tremendous. Because you talked about the Ravens and their inability to stop Travis Kelsey, even oh, though they're man. one of the best defenses you know, in the modern era. Uh, as, you know, Mike McDonald's defense led the NFL in, you know, Takeaways, takeaways, sacks, scoring, offense, scoring, scoring defense, points yeah. allowed, those kind of things. Uh, and here was, here's Luke Keekley. Uh, Luke Keekley, of course, great Boston College linebacker, going to be in the Hall of Fame uh, as a linebacker, Carolina Panthers. He was talking about what makes Travis Kelsey different. Because the one thing about Luke Keekley is, you know, he was one of those guys that knew the play before it was run, right? He was yeah. had this, you know, unbelievable film study and instinct for the game. Right. And uh, listen to him because, you know, as you say, you're trying to find tendencies. You're trying to pick up on cues of how you're going to be able to uh, to stop this play. And for all the fans out there who wonder, why is Travis Kelsey wide open all the time? All the time. How does this happen? Yes. Here's uh, Luke Keekley, the Hall of Famer, talking about what makes him different. 
Well, I think the thing with Travis, you know, you, you, you try to study as much as you can. You try to anticipate routes. He doesn't run. He runs normal routes. He runs fades like he just ran that, that touchdown, that back shoulder ball he caught against Baltimore. But nothing he does is truly on script. So he can come up. He can find a window. He can move out of a window. He has the freedom to kind of find space and sit down. And what we always talk about with guys like that is, is you have to keep your eyes on Travis. You can't take your eyes off of off of him and put him on Mahomes. If he comes out of a break, you think it's a typical out route, you put your eyes back to the quarterback, then you lose sight of Kelsey. And mm-hmm. once you lose sight of him, Mahomes knows that. Kelsey knows that. Now he's going to pivot and get open. So when you play guys like that that are so have such a good ability to kind of just go off the cuff, you got to have your eyes on him, you got to pin hips, you got to stay attached. And then when the ball is in the air, the one tell that guys like him have is his, his eyes. His eyes are always okay. going to tell you when he's tracking the ball. The good guys, you can't read hands because they're going to wait to the last second, throw your hands up. But with Kelsey, if you can stay attached, you can keep your eyes on him, you can read his eyes. When his eyes begin to focus is when you can play through his hands. And it sounds super easy, but there's a reason that he's Travis Kelsey. <laughs> no, it makes perfect sense. Like, I don't know if you guys, you know, have seen his route. Like, they do, um, like, the route graphs of uh, basically of them and how they ran routes all throughout the game like all the route all the targets I should say he had mm-hmm. and the oh, next gen stats uh they'll basically have a um they'll have basically a a it's kind of an animation of all the different routes that he ran or whatever he never has one hard angle or or hard angle or right angle in his routes they're all just him really finding ways to get open it's crazy like he, there's no hard angle and think about it, most routes are he hard drifts. angles. Yeah, he just he just he just kind of drifts. He finds he just finds a hole. He just finds a, a, really a, a vulnerability within your defense. He finds a soft spot. So that makes perfect sense. In a eleven of eleven, he there's not like I said, day eleven of eleven against the Baltimore Ravens. Not one guys, not one hard angle or right angle in his routes. Well, yeah, well, that makes perfect sense. And uh, I also heard on, on Rich Eisen yesterday on our station, Mitchell Schwartz, his former offensive lineman, uh, talked about how he, between what, what Luke Keekley just said and then Patrick Mahomes with this crazy connection with him, mm-hmm. that, uh, that they're in such – this is the best defense in the NFL. Um, one of the best we've seen in decades for the Ravens. And they go 11 for 11. They don't have an incompletion when Patrick Mahomes is throwing to Travis Kelsey. Everybody knows it. <laughs> I mean, it's like – Everybody knows it. Uh, it's just uh, – it, it, and, and by the way, the Chiefs are still underdogs in this game on a week from Sunday. Trying to figure it out. <laughs> I mean, everything is pointing to me, to the Chiefs. That means uh, uh, yet they're getting two points. But uh, either way. Hey, can we go behind the burnt orange curtain, talk some Texas football, because there are developments, as always. And they were all asking themselves the same question. What is behind that curtain? All right, let's get into the uh, big news. And it's a big loss for Texas, frankly. Uh, Billy Glasscock, who was uh, Texas director of player personnel, uh, leaving to go to Ole Miss. Ole Miss this offseason, making some moves. Lane they find Kiffin. a sugar daddy somewhere? I, they got plenty of them because, uh, I mean, Ole Miss right now, they, I think they may have been one of the, if not the top uh, transfer portal uh, acquisition class in college football. It's definitely one of the best. 
and Lane Kiffin, who was really close with Sark. They're, uh, they're really close friends. Um, he ends up stealing Sark's <laughs> director of player personnel. I guess it ain't personal, Sark, but I need that guy. Uh, so Billy Glasscock moving on to Ole Miss, uh, leaving uh, Austin for Oxford. He's taking over as the general manager for Ole Miss. He's going to be in title, the general manager, and maybe – that's what he wanted. Maybe I don't know. Maybe Sark could have made him the general manager. We know now Chip Kelly has a general manager. Well, it looks like Ole Miss is going to have one too. Um, he's basically the, the GM for Texas, all right, of their personnel department. He's the one that coordinates the recruiting um, of the high school prospects, transfer portal prospects. He basically helped creates the big board <laughs> and lets all the coaches know where their assignments are and where they need to be recruiting and, and what areas they need to be recruiting, what players uh, they need to be highlighting. Um, and he started his career, uh, memories in junior college, kind of rose up through the ranks just off of just his merit. He's uh, Arizona Western and Joliet Junior College <laughs> uh, in the recruiting operations uh, as assistant there. And then he went to strength and conditioning. And then he was at Northern Illinois for two years, and that's really where his uh, career started to skyrocket. And he followed Jerry Kill, member from Northern Illinois to Minnesota, and he was their director of recruiting operations. And uh, he was like, you know, a national uh, director of recruiting operations. I think he won an award for being the best the recruiting director in the country uh, along those lines. So he was one of the best recruiting uh, directors in the country. And then that's when he went to North Carolina State a couple of years later. Then that's when Sark found him. And by then he had developed a reputation for being a guy who had a really good eye for talent. Just just had a great eye for talent. Got great eye for talent in a just a unique uh, sense of roster construction, depending on the division of the coach. Um, that you could give him your vision and that he could get start to formulate a plan for roster construction. And he did a great job at Texas. I mean, you had top five classes every year that he was here, basically. You look at it overall. Um, number four recruiting class this year, number three in 2023, number five in 2022. I mean, Texas has been stacking classes. So that's a big loss. And I'm, I wonder if you know, Brandon Harris just ends up being promoted from within. I know he's been working with the staff there for a long time, and he's right. If I'm not mistaken, I will look at it. I believe he's right under Billy Glasscock. Billy, Billy, Billy Glasscock. I believe he's right under him. So that could be a promotion within to watch that. Interesting, yeah. And Brandon Harris has been there a while. He's and, been there uh, a while. He's passed up some jobs, too. He has. He's gotten offered. I, go, I, I don't want to you know, I want to lie about it, but he's gotten offered a couple of jobs. Um, and I, he's passed on those to stay at Texas. I believe one in the league, too. Let me go look at it to make sure. But, yeah, so that's – I can think that would be a, a nice hire to kind of keep the continuity. Sark's big on continuity. That would be a big continuity guy. Yeah, for sure. And someone who already knows knows the lay of the land. And uh, Brandon Harris, if you remember, correct me if I'm wrong, like when they've had coaching vacancies for, for a spell, he would drop in and – Take over recruit, the recruiting, help yes. Help recruit, he right? He did that with the D-line position. D-line, yeah. yeah. Great uh, point. So, yeah, Great so point. obviously has the trust of, of the coaching staff and Sark for sure. Uh, that would be interesting, but uh, yeah, Ole Miss is making moves in the uh, in the SEC, obviously. Yeah, uh, Lane Kiffin, um, you know, he is he has been as as vocal as any, complaining about or complaining is probably the wrong word, but at least pointing out that the haves and the have-nots and the arms race and oh, yeah. uh, in the NIL space, and now his <laughs> all of a sudden, he's, you know, his uh, he his arms are are growing. I think that he's decided, and I I think wisely. Hey man, if you can't beat him, join him. And <laughs> I mean, you can complain about it. And Sark, Sark doesn't complain, but Sark talks about you know 
wanting guidelines and wanting uh, better guardrails and more checks and balances in the system. Oh, now right. NIL transfer talks about it all the time, actually. But he is still <laughs> all in on those way uh, those means and ways to uh, acquire talent and to improve his team. You have to be, and 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 until the federal government comes in or Uncle Sam comes in and decides there's a federal law that it, you know there's more unanimity in terms of the nil space and it's not a state law thing state to state you might as well take advantage of it just there's guys right now is the best time in the history of college football to be a student athlete it be a well, it might be a student athlete period but i think it'd be a college football player i'm just talking about my experience because sooner or later there will be guardrails sooner or later there will be a a uniform law, NIL law, that everybody's got to operate by. It's going to happen. Either the federal government will do it or the powers that be in college football will decide, hey, we're operating by this NIL rule, and they'll just – I don't know if they're going to emancipate themselves from NCAA, whatever. It's going to happen. But in this little – in this period now, while it is kind of the wild, wild west, go. 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 <laughs> go. Well, I mean, I think go. that's been the uh, – Do it, man. And I think that's what Lane Kiffin's doing, too. And Sark's doing it, too. Yeah, right? and they both – and Sark has said that, right? I mean, you, you cannot like a situation, but you have to thrive within it while it's – is how it is, right? It just is. Uh, you know, Dabo Swinney over at Clemson has taken the uh, the opposite of that, is I don't like this and I'm not doing it. I mean, he, still, to this moment, Clemson has not added one portal player through the offseason. That is insane. I mean, you can take a stand on things, that's but insane. is that what's best for your program right that, now? That's insane. I can't believe that. I mean, I, you know, because I would, I would that's bet. That's malpractice. That's malpractice. Man. 100%. I would bet if you're <laughs> Steve Sarkeesian and, and Dabo Swinney and you sat down and talked about the ills of college football, they'd probably be in pretty close alignment. But you can complain about it or you can play within the rules as they are stated today. Um, and, and try to get them fixed and be, a, be an advocate for change. But at the same time, you can't let your program fall behind because you're not participating in this free market, essentially. That's exactly what And, and actually discouraging against it. That's not going to – I mean, it, you know, it o- is – Yeah, openly discouraging against oh. it. So student uh, players are like, well, I don't want to go there. Guys, doesn't believe in NIL, doesn't believe in the transfer portal. Yeah. Uh, and, again, it's one thing to take a stand. And I remember and we've, we've really drawn the parallels with Mac Brown and Dabo Swinney when Mac was at the end of his run at Texas. And I remember Mac Brown being, like, furious with, when we're talking about general managers now in college football, Ron. Mm-hmm. It was Nick Saban who started that whole thing. When Nick yes, Saban came back from the Miami Dolphins from the NFL, he looked around and said, well, look, I'm looking for an advantage here. There's no rule against having front offices. Support staff. Support staff. Yep. We, you can only have 10 coaches that can recruit and go out and recruit on the road um, and be on the field on game day, but you can have as many support staff as you want. So if you can pay for it, you can hire them. And so, man, what an advantage in the NFL to have GMs and scouts and front office personnel to handle a lot of the daily work. Yep. So he started to form that. And mm-hmm. Mac Brown was so against that. He was. So against that. He wanted to be mom and pop shop. Uh, yeah. Well, and guess who copied did, uh, him? Urban Meyer at Ohio State, uh, Dabo Swinney at Clemson. They started doing this, and Mac Brown fell behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, that started in like 07, 08 when Nick Saban came back from Alabama. I mean, that's you know a long time ago now. Uh, but at the same time, it's it's the same thing. You have to you have to uh, evolve within your your whatever your profession is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you cannot like the situation, but you also have to evolve within it. Yeah, to thrive. Uh, that's a great point. Um, you're right about that. And that's why Dabo. When people were bringing up the candidates to replace Nick Saban, I was like, you can't go Dabo. He's just too anti and anti-modern college football right now. He, he's, he's spoken out vehemently against it, and his actions actually have followed that. Sark has spoken out against it, but Sark's actions are that, hey, I'm all in. <laughs> I, I wish there were some guardrails, but for now, 
I am all in. Um, okay, so I got it from shout out to Bruce Feldman tweeted that out. Tweet this out in 2021. Texas director of recruiting Brandon Harris, who interviewed for a job with the Rams, oh, wow. has opted to remain at UT. Um, Sean McVay, because he was really close. Yes, Sean McVay liked him, so I'm he's sharp. He's a smart dude. Um, and yes, yeah, so I'm not sure. It's, it's some it's some stuff saying here it might have been for an assistant quarterback's job. Because remember, he's a he's a quarterback. Yes. Um, so. That wasn't necessarily a front office job or a scouting job, but he's a, he's a smart young man and has been coveted um, elsewhere. And I'm sure he's probably been coveted for uh, front office positions at other spots, but he has turned down some jobs. He wants to be at Texas, and maybe this is the reason that he wanted to be here because he knew that you know, Billy Glasscock was his guy. He was, he was, yeah, at one point, he was going to ascend to another job too um, because he really hadn't been at any place that long. He builds it, and then he moves on. <laughs> Behind the burnt orange curtain with RB. Good stuff right there. We'll uh, follow the Longhorns into the weekend and uh, what's to come, including the Senior Bowl tomorrow, 11 o'clock on NFL Network. That will include Tavondre Sweat. I'm sure a lot of you saw the video that went viral. Tavondre Sweat catching a pass in the end zone, catching a touchdown. He had a hell of a senior Running bowl routes. Practice, man. His practice was awesome. Also Christian Jones there at the Senior Bowl tomorrow in Mobile. Uh, we'll come back. We'll hit, uh, pick up some What the Facts. We'll also reset those top stories. Busy, busy sports day from the high school, college, and pro level. A lot happening on Hook'em Up with Ian Rodby. Aaron Hogan, Rod Beavers, Hook'em Up, 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. I appreciate all the working men and women out there getting up, getting after it on a Friday, wrapping up your work week for a lot of you. You do work the weekends, we appreciate that too. And, uh careful out there slick streets a lot of rain and uh, mist and fog and all of that uh, but it's a busy Friday into a fun weekend big win for Texas basketball last night on the women's side we'll get you details coming up here from Vic Schaefer also more on the Cowboys and what they're going to do to now replace their defensive coordinator to Dan Quinn who accepted the head coaching job in Washington yesterday but what the facts Rod I got to say this after looking you know right about nine o'clock yesterday during our show the UIL dropped their new district alignments yes yeah, all that for athletics and uh uh, you know, this is what the facts. The fact is, the craziest district is 12-5A. 12-5A, which I know this is a puzzle for the OIL to try to put together. Like we, we 26-6A drops from a 19 district to seven. Okay. With that's Austin High, Westlake, Lake Travis, Bowie, Aikens, Dripping Springs, and Del Valley. A uh, Buta Johnson's going to go go has to go south now. Of course, that's the biggest school in in the you know Buta Kyle area. They're going to have to go down and play Cibolo Steel and mm-hmm. Braunfels School, San Antonio, Northern San Antonio schools, which is which you know it happens. Um, and but but Austin Anderson was a part of that district, Rod, the Anderson Trojans, but they've dropped from six A to five A. Okay. okay. Well, Anderson's now going to be in a district. Think, listen to this district: Austin Anderson, right in the middle of town, Pflugerville Weiss and Pflugerville Hendrickson, Bastrop Cedar Creek, Buta Hayes. Layman High down in Hayes, Lockhart, College Station, and A&M Consolidated. Damn. That's kind of all over the place. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that's Austin, Pflugerville, Lockhart, A&M, Consolidated. College yeah, Station. I would love to see the, uh, just the mileage oh. that in between like the, the, furthest, the, the furthest schools in that district now yep. and how far they have to travel. Well, and then for, for, for Hayes, that's for football. But in sorts like basketball, they have to get. They're going to Cedar Park for to play a bunch of Cedar Park schools. It's different for different yeah, sports. Yeah, it's different for different sports now too. But it's yeah. it's a mess. I mean that that's it is basically what I've 
been told is they tried because they have so many schools. I mean, Texas so has many schools. more high schools than any other state. So they try their best to it's the it's it's the best for the most schools. Sure. It's the best approach for the most schools, but there are gonna be some schools, and you just pointed out an example there, they're just gonna get the short end of it and it's gonna be real bad. You're kinda you know, bouncing around from place yeah, to place. Yeah, there's no yeah, there's, there's no there's no there's no there was no easy solution for that situation, I no. guarantee you. For that well, we, yeah, with Anderson dropping back and yeah. it's by population of school. Yes. And um, you know, it's just it, Oh it, man, that's brutal though. I mean do and do they get like a a tax break for the travel, like to be able to send these kids there. They got, they got to the booster club. Got to raise all this money for know, the man. travel. It's crazy, right? They should, um, man, yeah, that's that's brutal, man. And so, you know, check out your district and uh, where it's going to be for your youngsters. Obviously, oh. playing sports or will be playing sports here shortly. We went through that as I mentioned when our kids are all grown and gone. But uh, yes. we did that once. My my son for a two year stretch. We were in Hayes, oh, and I was we were driving up to Cedar Park, Leander. Playing baseball all games the time. all the time, uh, every Tuesday and every Friday, or unless they were they were home games. Man, that, that's, that, <laughs> crossing town middle of the afternoon. Also, that's why I, I I didn't I didn't realize that, but yeah, that as a parent now, that's that's going to be a pain in the you know what I didn't realize that was that's something you had to worry well, about. So and, and you keep know, up with it, but you do, you do. Like well, you and your kids would channel to to Bowie, and Bowie makes sense, right? Bowie's got Bowie and Aikens, which is right down the road, and no, Austin great. High, Westlake. Yeah. Uh, Dripping awesome. Springs. I mean, they that's don't all... move around a lot. No. Say if you're closer to the city that you're okay, that they don't move. But but I take I say that, and then they end up. Then it's I mean, Anderson, right? Anderson's yeah, I say that, go... and then they end up. Yeah, so I. It, 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 it's, it. it's odd, but yes, it's a very difficult job the UAL has to try to put that puzzle piece puzzle together uh, on a I'm sure biannual get, I'm sure basis. I'm sure they get a lot of emails from some oh. very enthusiastic parents after, <laughs> after this thing drops. All right, that email box is lit, man. Yeah, for uh, sure. Okay, I got one for you. How about this? So for the Super Bowl, CBS will be, since we're what the facts, CBS will be using a total of 165 cameras. Is that all? <laughs> Three drones, five sky cams, 25 robotic cameras, 20 end zone pylon cameras, 24 cameras with 4K zoom, and six doink cameras inside the uprights. Um, Nickelodeon also will be simulcast on Nickelodeon because that, that candy cigarette thing ain't going away. But there you go. There you go. Yeah. Also, from what the facts, it is official now. Lewis Hamilton leaving Team Mercedes in F1 to go to Ferrari. That's a big deal on the uh, global oh, racing circuit. I heard the stock. Huge deal. The stock has, is shooting for Ferrari. Like it's for just, Ferrari, yep. Oh, man, it's just flying. Yeah, big time. Uh, Lewis Hamilton, of course, many times a world champion, leaving Mercedes where he has driven for so long. Uh, but, yeah, 165 cameras for the Super Bowl. 165 I love the cover I love angle. the twenty cams inside end zone pylons. Yeah, man, you got to make sure they get that. That's a big that. one. <laughs> yeah, that's for the touchdowns. You got to make sure they get that. They'll have yeah the twenty four robotic cameras. Ooh, that is. By the way, all this technology. Unmanned. All this technology, and we still have old dudes spotting the football with chains. Uh, the chain thing is probably the most ridiculous come on we, we can't get an exact spot of the football <laughs> at this point yeah with laser technology but we got the and we chain still got gang. the chain gang in the <laughs> national football league hey it's a show it's a show come on man it's a tv show man it's part of the drama e hook the them up gang. one hour down four to go on a friday